So, I've made up my mind. You know, I'm single-minded right now. I'm just, you know, I built up the courage. I'm going to say something to the girl, you know. But I'm just getting back in town and, uh, you know, I'm staying with my homeboy. And, you know, he got some company. Because once I got in the room, I could hear his room was next door to mine. And, and he is going at it with some young lady. <laughs> but it's cool. I don't mind. Like, I appreciate him letting me stay. Um, but, you know, after about an hour, I got up going to the restroom. And, my, you know, I get to the restroom from the hallway. He had another way through his closet that you could get to the restroom. So uh, I get to the restroom at the same time with, with the young lady. And our eyes meet. And it's the same young lady I was about to talk to. What up? David Ashley, podcast episode 45. My name is uh, Willie Hutch. Your host, yo, week 1237 of Rona Lockdown. Your heart, your mind, your time belongs, belongs to Tenderona. <laughs> She's your only love right now. No, but some of y'all out there living your life, you know. Um, I don't know what to think anymore, y'all. Today we're going to talk about can women really choose mates like men? Like, really? I don't know. We're going to talk. We're going to get into it. There was some stuff said publicly by some somebody, and there's been a conversation about it. Um, talk about a time I was getting ready to... Um, I was getting my rap together for a young lady, and uh, only to find out my roommate was blowing her back out. Damn. Uh, I'm still a G. Um, you know, we're going to talk about that and a whole bunch more. You know, we're going to try to keep this, you know, a little mellow. Get into too much political stuff, but, you know, we might touch on a little bit, but I'm trying to get back to normal, y'all. Rock with me. Episode 45, David Ashley Podcast. Come on, Willie. Sugar. You know, it took me a while to realize that um, this was why well, I heard him on uh, Quest Love Podcast, Jimmy Jam, where he talked about um, it's the same verse. He was talking about writing this, and he, Jimmy Jam brought it back to Terry Lewis, and Terry Lewis kind of laughed at it until he started, you know, they started getting into the song, and obviously it became like, you know, a hit that it was, and they both. Um, 
worked on it. Yo, I, I implore you to look into Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis podcast. I mean, I'm sorry. Look into their catalog, man. My God. They done stuff you ain't even realize. Like done, they done so much with Usher. They done so much with not just Janet. Like obviously, they molded Janet's career. But my God, um, this was this was one of my. This is like the first song that I taped on the first radio that I ever got for Christmas. Sugar, sugar, sugar. <laughs> so anyway, um, yo. So do you remember? Um, did anybody watch Insecure? Like y'all gonna answer me or some shit. Um, no, man. This whole season has been just... I ain't gonna say a bummer. There's been something off about the whole season. I'm talking about from episode one. Although, there have been some pretty good episodes this season. Um, this last episode... You know... You know, Molly... You know, Molly is... Look, we all got Mollies in our life. People make you want to Molly Wop they ass. <laughs> I'm cold. Um, I don't know, man. Molly, it, I think what I feel about the season aside, the point of... Um, and this is why this show is so important. What the, so, so what they're talking about is how, you know, two friends are in an argument. Two people in an argument, and one of the people, both people think that they're right. Right? How should that be handled? Right? Because what, what's going to happen is, depending on the personality, one of the person, one or both are going to, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to throw a little shots and performing these microaggressions. Um... I talked to somebody one time who thought it was Michael aggressions. And I was like, wait, what do you what do you mean, Michael? It was like Michael, that's not the And I just I, I was so embarrassed for them that I didn't want to keep go I didn't want to keep talking about it. I just changed the subject. Cause listen, I make shit up, but not Michael aggressions. Like make it make sense, fam. <laughs> and um hold on. When I look at you, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's the same thing happened in relationships, right? You know, these little microaggressions come through and, you know, and then there's a buildup until there's a blow up. But uh, I think the point of the show, what it's doing right now is just giving us ways to handle it. It's giving us different personality traits and how different people handle it. When really the, the goal is to let's get back to talking. Let's talk about what's get you know what's making us you know what's pulling us apart right now. And you know it sounds simple but it's harder it's you never know, right? Cuz some of us have stronger personalities than the other. And I know I got some friends where if you bring something up to them, oh, nothing is ever their fault. Right? And and that's the most annoying thing to me and just almost in, in the world in the world Craig in the world um, but you just gotta talk about it right and if you feel like oh okay they're not receiving me then you keep it moving 
because you, what you can't do is let anybody steal your... You have to watch how you're responding to it. Are you giving it too much power? But at the same time, if it's really bothering you, you know, you just got to depart from, you know, you got to part from yourself. And that's what I think, that's what I think Issa need to do, man. Issa need to get, get, get on about her business because Molly is a, Molly is a, she's toxic. I'm going to just go ahead and say, she's toxic. But it ain't about Molly being wrong and right. The whole thing, I think. See, this is why that show is so interesting and essential. It's making, like, name another show that has gotten us to talk about these kind of issues, especially the men and women dynamic. I, I can't really name another show like that. Mainstream show that has made all of us, you know, young young black and, and, and young black men and women kind of really hash and have these arguments which ultimately once the dust settles are uh, productive conversations I think it's I think it's you know I think what Issa Rae's done and she's just doing it by way of telling her story right so but still man I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful and uh, but still something off about this season just the whole season I think they blew their load in episode four or five once the, uh, once the, you know, Issa's event was over. But, um, you know, that's something we could talk about, I guess, after the season. But, um, because basically I don't, like, I don't care about nothing else. I mean, I'll get into it after. Because I'm sure this Sunday is going to be a season finale. Right? And thank God they finally start giving her more than eight episodes. Right? But, um, anyway, yeah. Interesting stuff. Ah. Don't the sound song sound like it should be a ah. It's a new addition. He was like, "Come on, baby, ah. let's get wet." It was cold, like so. This is uh, sunshine, right? You know, and then so sunshine was. Um, anyway, Jay Z did sunshine with Babyface singing it. It was just like it was supposed to work, but I guess it, it just didn't. Cause Hove hate that song. And I understand they was trying to catch up the bad boy and puffing all of them. I, I, I get that. But um, I like the song, really. But I understand why people think it was whack. I understand why they like it, why they don't like it now. And um, anyway, man, I I had, I just caught myself doing this. And I don't know why I do it. I don't think I do it in regular talk, but for some reason on the podcast, I, when I play it back, I'm steady tasting my mouth like I didn't like what somebody said or some shit. Nigga, I don't know. So anyway, by my side. So what am I on, man? I am, you know, things have kind of died down here in Hollywood. Still a protest every once in a while. 
And I love it, right? I mean, even though it's inconvenience, shit is boarded up. Hollywood look like a ghost town, but it's like, yo, make your voice known, you know? Um, I won't be getting into another one. I accidentally ran into a protest. Yo, I, yo, I coughed this morning, and I was startled. And I was like, oh, it's goddamn Rona. <laughs> I mean, like, I coughed this morning, and then like two days ago, I snows twice. Snows past since the sneeze, so just shut up, okay? Dive dove, drive drove, sneeze snows. These, those. So watch your mouth. Because uh, I know there's people talking shit out there right there right now. Um, but yo, like I was nervous. And it's like, how psychotic is it to sit around? Because, you know, I'm not working right now. I'm not, you know, how to sit around and try and dodge a pandemic and wait around and try not to or look for when you get sick. Yo, that's some psychotic shit. You know. And, uh, but you know, I mean, like, like I read an article this morning that was talking about how, how there really is no, other than numbers going down, there is no good way to socialize, right? I mean, you're putting yourself at risk, right? But then there's another article I read about, um, people who are, excuse me, about people who are uh, asymptomatic and how it's very rare for them to pass the Rona on, right? So then, you know, your spidey senses go up and it's like, huh, word? Because, <laughs> listen, everything is geared toward, I'm a homebody and I love it, but still, I do want to socialize and get out there. And I have been out, like, uh, me and an old work co-worker of mine, we, um, she hit me up and we, we went walking. We took a fairly lengthy walk, but other than that, I haven't done a whole bunch. But I do want to get there out there and ride a bike. But you know the you know the company I'm really talking about. I'm just like, yo. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, why this this what you do. I want you to quarantine yourself for 12 days. And then fall through. Anyway. We stop being managed. But I can't help it. But the horniness for for, for the most part, it's there. It peaks, right? I think for the last week it's been like mine been occupied on other stuff then I realized wait a minute what's going on I'm like oh there it goes <laughs> that horn monster right back yo if you ain't never watched Big Mouth Horn it's a cartoon on Netflix it's perfect it's raunchy but I think it's I think it I think it should it's so raunchy and it's so accurate I think it should be taught in middle schools I think they should show episodes in middle schools Every week they should talk about an episode and have a test on it. Because it teaches you about your hormones and all this weird kind of shit. Just, but it's funny and it's raunchy as shit. But check it out. From Nick Kroll and, you know, all kind of people on it. Um, but yeah, man, I've been chilling, man. I got, <clears throat> I got an inbox and I haven't even responded to it yet. From a guy who used to be, we used to call him Coach. Um... Coach, uh, he used to be around Hammer High. I think he used to help the girls, co- uh, the girls team, um, the girls basketball team. And I don't, I don't know if he's a cop out here or what. But, and I've only seen him once since I've been out here, myself and this 
other girl that he used to coach, a black girl. We went and visited him, uh, visited him. Um, and this is, you know, it's nine, eight, nine years ago. But, um, and another guy from our high school who lives in, uh, who lives somewhere else. So we went to go visit him. And, um, Oh, first of all, I just lied. That last song was If You Were With Me Now. This is Sunshine. Damn. Oops. Players F up. I'm a player. I F'd up. So what? <laughs> Move on. Shit. You the only one talking about it. Goddamn. <laughs> Somebody can't be wrong and shit. Um, so, yeah, I got a little mini fro, by the way. Let nobody see it because I got like a little, I got a little soft spot, a soft hair spot in the front of my shit. <laughs> uh, it looked like I messed up cutting my hair, but nah, that part just ain't growing like the rest of it. Um, so anyway, man, you know, you know, I talk about each time uh, the country is in an uproar about uh, people dying, right? Um, specifically, um, police killings, uh, starting with Trayvon Martin, even though it wasn't the police, George Zimmerman acted as a policeman and as a white man, you know, when he murdered, you know, Trayvon Martin. So, you know, whether it be John Crawford, uh, Jr. or Tamir Rice or, um, you know, uh, Jordan down in Florida, um, it was another guy, young, young man named Jordan, um, one was shot by a cop. One was shot by a dude at a store just because the music was loud. And, you know, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice. I mean, not Tamir Rice, Laquan McDonald. Um, just anyway, each time the country is in a, a different uproar, I get into it with another white friend who says something insensitive. I said that last week. But, and this time is no different, but I did get an inbox yesterday from somebody who was the coach who... We used to call him Coach. And I, I'm going to assume he's an officer of the law now. Because about three years ago, maybe two years ago, and I forgot what the death was. Maybe it was when Terrence Crutcher uh, had been murdered by um, that lady cop. Who today, in, in Oklahoma, who today, that lady cop who got off, she's making money teaching pe- cops how to make it in a high-profile case, how to survive it. So not only do they keep getting paid by the state, you know what I'm saying, to murder us, they get the profit off of it, you know? You know, it's only a certain amount of time before people keep taking this with a smile and keep turning the other cheek, I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. Anyway, I digress again, sorry. My middle name should be digressed because I'd be off on tangents, boy. Shut up. Um, so anyway, perhaps this was two or three years ago. And, you know, I was on fire on, on, on the Internet. I mean, just every day. I'm bow, article, bow. Give you eight quick paragraphs, bow. <clears throat> and he inboxed me and he said, what you're, the things that you're saying is putting my life at risk. And I gave him eight mean paragraphs. And and I was so on fire that I told, I posted what he said 
Um, I didn't post who it was, but I posted what he said in my um, in my post, and then I posted what I responded, what I said. I posted my response to him, and um, and a friend said something to me that I didn't appreciate, but I I thought about it. I felt like he could have said it to me in in in. Uh, on the side he was just like what you did was monologue to him and it takes it takes the ability to have dialogue out of the picture and I was just like huh I was like I understand that for some things but not for unrepentant you know non-allies like you know intentional non-allies right people who don't even care like especially in the case of death and people dying I can have dialogue to you about, you know, microaggressions or this or that. But, you know, in the case where we're dying and we have to teach people special skills about how not to die, I didn't, it's like, come on. That's just not a situation I didn't, but anyway, I, you know, I told him, yeah, I was like, I appreciate it. So anyway, this guy the coach, not the friend who wanted to correct me on my methods. He just now inboxed me yesterday and he said, yo, white dude, he said, yo, you were right. He said, I should have said something back then. Um, No, he said, you're right. That's why I never responded to you. Um, He said, and even now I should have called you like a man instead of, um, instead of, um, email, you know, instead of hitting you with an inbox. And I was like, yo. And I had to check myself because I'm just like, not that I was still actively mad at this person. Like, I didn't erase him as a friend or anything like that. I, I stopped. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot anyway. But it was just, it, it caught me off guard. I ain't gonna lie to you. And again, not that I wanted to stay mad but I guess a part of me did because I still haven't responded to him. I'll talk to him. But um, with everything going on now, because now I'm looking at everything side eye. And these days, you know, we kind of looking at every white person's side eye, right? Um, it's like even the ones we love and trust. Um, but there's a part that has to... So here's the fine line. Here's the blurry line. Is that who... It's like on one side... We want to, we got white people that we love and respect. But on the other side, it's time out for explaining certain things. And it's time out for you just being willfully ignorant to us being murdered. And then not just us being murdered, but to the the system, you know, how the system treats us being murdered. Right? It's like, you, you like, there's no excuse for uh, not high, you know, not understanding the systematic, the systemic racism, and the you know the structures in place that you know that allow police to murder us. It's just it's time out. Like there's almost no more hiding spaces left. So it's like, do I risk, you know, because on the other side, like white people really don't understand it. Even though I've had to go through it all, all this time with them, but some white people just don't fucking understand. But like I said, so it's like, do you risk 
do you risk a relationship? And the truth is, you're just going to have to risk some relationships. Like, you know, you're going to have to speak up. You do it respectfully, but, you know, it's like even the Trump shit, right? It's just like, I'm to the point now where, and this is the bad part. Like, you can honestly be a good person. We can have the same values. But if you still vote for Trump, if you still support Trump, if you don't specifically make the the um, if you don't specifically separate yourself from him and say, hey, I like some of the things he's done, but I'm not fucking with him. I I don't know how I can rock with you now as a white person. I just don't know. I just I just don't see how. Or 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 one of my you know what I'm saying Latino brothers and sisters. I don't know. I just don't know how I could continue rocking with you because there's so much racism that you have to overlook. How do you rock with somebody who doesn't care about my life? Literally. Trump's going to make this next announcement or whatever from Tulsa. Do you understand me? From, from Tulsa. From the home of the damn, you know... Black Wall Street on Juneteenth. Come on, man. I got a couple words about Juneteenth too. But it's just like, so anyway, I'm just I'm just laying out some things about how it's been so interesting. And it gets deeper and deeper, but now it's like, man, where does that line draw? And it's not like I'm oh, I'm gonna stop fucking with white people altogether. Nah, that ain't it. But you know, it's getting to a point where to rock with me, you gotta you know, you, you ain't gotta be fake, but you gotta, you gotta use your privilege to call out, you know, to call out white supremacy. You just, you just, we're getting to that point. So anyway, I feel like I'm rambling on this, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit him back though. I'm gonna hit him. We gonna talk. I'm a little wary, but take a deep breath and understand beforehand what you're not going to get into and just keep it minimal how you doing how's the family keep it moving you know and keep it moving yeah Yo, check out this dude. This dude is named Ronnie Jones. Is it Ronnie Jones? If you haven't seen it, I just, it's a fascinating story. Um, about this guy who was an artist back in the day who drives Uber. Um, What is his name? But when you hear this guy's song from like 70, what, 78, 79? You're going to probably, because his name is Alonzo Jones. And it's really, it's really kind of weird. All right, so it says, I'm going to read it to you right quick. 
I'm riding in an Uber, jamming out the Michael Jackson song playing on the stereo when my Uber driver turns to me and asks to look his name up online. I'm confused at first by the odd request, but when a 1980s album cover with his name and face comes up, it becomes clear to me that my driver, Alfonso Jones, had quite the prominent music career back in the day. And uh, just look, look, look it up. Look up. Alonzo Jones. Look up his songs. And the re- it, 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 it's a freakish coincidence, I think. And I'm not going to say Michael didn't get anything from him. I'll just say that when you listen to songs that came out, when you came, like when Michael Jackson was in his mid-teens, he was sounding like this in the, in the mid-70s. So this guy didn't drop until like 79, 80. But yet Michael Jackson, they sound alike. And then like it sounds like Michael in the mid-70s and off the wall Michael. But then oddly enough, the angry Michael Jackson, the that shit, it's it this guy also has that music. But Mike didn't start doing that shit real heavy. He you can hear it a little bit, but he didn't start doing it real heavy till like you know 91 till you know he did it more each album right heard it a little bit off the wall a little bit thriller a little more with with uh bad and then by the time you know by the time um what you by the time uh dangerous came out you can hear it you know what i mean then once it was 94 95 forget about it Mike was all, I bet you remember. Like one of my favorite pastimes is to listen to any song and start doing that shit to any song. It could be a gospel song or anything. I'd be like, just, it doesn't matter. And it makes my day. (laughs) It's the funniest shit ever because it's like, wait, that doesn't belong anywhere on this song. But, uh, Anyway, go look him up, Alonzo Jones. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Juneteenth. Uh, Juneteenth is coming up. Uh, at this present time, it's June the tenth. Um, Juneteenth, of course, is the uh, you know the day two uh, what uh, two and a half years. After the Emancipation Proclamation, June 19th and what was it, uh, 16, I'm sorry, 1865. So the Emancipation Proclamation was went live on January 1st, 1863. So there was still some slaves in Texas that was chilling, just still in slavery. And I wrote a little sketch to it and I really wanted to do it. But, you know, the word, look, it's not like slaves could, could Google. It's like, Google, are we free? No, you can't. Like, you couldn't do that back then. So there were some slaves down there in Texas who were still enslaved. And, the, you know, so therefore, they, this is known as Juneteenth. Uh, this holiday is June 19th. But I've, I've held my tongue on this a few times for a while. And I understand that it's, you know, a lot of people love it, but I don't understand what we're celebrating. Let me, let me not say that. 
I understand that people want to celebrate the freedom of it. Uh, they want to celebrate the fact that, hey, we're finally free. But when we celebrate it now, and listen, you're talking to somebody who still celebrates Thanksgiving, by the way. Okay, so just put it in perspective. But I don't understand. I feel like I feel like Juneteenth is giving. We're we're looking at the slave masters and celebrating them for finally freeing us. That shit just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. Like I understand celebration for celebration's sake and that we're celebrating the freedom and new life and all of that. And I can understand that. Some uh, A young lady said something to me like that last night on Facebook. But I just, I don't know, you know. You, you, people will say, um, yo, Alexa been, she been, excuse my language, Alexa been fucking up the last couple of weeks. I ain't gonna lie to you. And some's, some's got to, Something's got to give, doggone it. Um, I just don't, I just don't understand how celebrating it is not celebrating them for finally letting us go. And, le- and by letting us go, I mean stop enslaving us, stopping the enslavements, stopping chattel slavery, the, the enslavement of black people in America. And the ripping away of our culture and identity and keeping us from being able to learn things <laughs> and making it illegal for us to learn. Yeah, we know how bad slavery was, David. Shut up. But I'm just saying, like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Um, you know, I just, you know, people will say, oh, if we celebrated Juneteenth hard as we celebrated 4th of July I'm like what and while I understand the the statement but it's like we didn't fight for that shit you know oh okay that's a little perspective maybe I ought to find out more about huh maybe I ought to find out more about how that came to be right now, there were abolitionists. Was it the abolitionists that got the word out? That finally ended it? Because if that was the case, then I'm down with it. But if it's like some government officials found out it was still going on and they stopped it, I'm not celebrating that shit. This might be jarring to somebody listening right now, but I'm, I'm serious. If it's something that we fought for, like if we went to war with motherfuckers, like nah, the rest of this country is still is, is is they done with slaves. Let's start killing up some masters. If that's the way we got free, then great. But if if it was on some, oh, we free now? Whoo! Thank you, boss. Man, I'm not celebrating that shit. Sure ain't. Nope. No, but but again, maybe I ought to find out how to how that came to be, how Juneteenth came to be, and who pressed it, and who pushed it, you know, who pushed it through. And uh, you know, maybe I'll change my mind, but you know. Uh. Ooh, oh.
Y'all know uh, Alexander O'Neill was the original lead singer of the time, right? I know, right? Morris Day was the drummer. Huh. But look at Prince. Look at the people he kept around, and that makes sense, right? There's no diss to Prince, but you had to be light-skinned to roll with the candy. So, I'm in college, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, so there was this young lady, this is my shit, oh. <clears throat> and, and you know, there was this young lady who would, you know, you flirting back and forth with, but I didn't say anything to her, and I was going out of town one weekend, and not out of town, I was going back to Indiana, because I'm in Nashville, and I was like, you know what? I had made up my mind. Like, I was just like, yo, as soon as I get back to Nashville, bow, I'm going to shoot my shot. It's going to be a wrap. <clears throat> right? So, you know, so I'm, I get back. And at the time, I was staying with my homeboy. And uh, because it was like the summertime. And, you know, I get back. Get back like one, two o'clock in the morning. I want you. You hear that whisper? I want you. I get back about one or two in the morning. And he's got company. One, because I see the little, you know what I'm saying? I see the little thong sandals by the door. And I'm like, all right, bet. Tiptoe in and get in the room. I'm going to bed. Only I can't because they're he, he they going at it. You know what I mean? They, like, they're going at it. I can hear it. wearing her ass out. So, <clears throat> I get up about an hour later to go to the restroom. So, I can, like, I get to the restroom by the hallway. He has a a a, uh, a closet that he can get to the to the bathroom um, through the closet. Now, was it a washer dryer? I don't remember what was in there. Anyway. So, I get to the restroom, and... Who do I see in the restroom? The young lady that was the company, which was also the same lady I was going to shoot my shot. I'm like, I'm hot at this point. Like, I'm, and then like, instead of being like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying, I'll let you have it. I'm, I'm sitting there, my dumb ass is like, oh, so it's, oh, what's up? Hey, remember Friday or Thursday when uh, we saw the, and then the thing with the, with the and that happened, and she's looking like, uh, nigga, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> but I'm nervous, like I don't know what to do, you know. So I turn back, I go to bed, I cry myself to sleep, and uh, I get up the next morning, just like, oh, you know, that shit's over. I get up the next morning to get start getting ready or whatever. You know, I go to the kitchen to get something to eat. Only who is still in the damn... I'm like, God, take your ass home. You know, <laughs> I got the littlest nightmare again in the morning. So anyway, you know, 
she leaves. And then, like, I see my roommate. He, he already smiling. <laughs> he had this, like, weird, like, just weird laugh. He had this funny laugh. So, and uh, he was already smiling. I was like, eh. So you you got a great core workout last night, didn't you? And he just cracked up, man, you know. And I don't think, it, it, he didn't know. He didn't know I liked the girl. And, uh, and listen, I, I thought I had a pretty good chance. But, you know, you can't, you can't be possessive. But also, I can't do that after my roommate, like, who was also a friend of mine. Like, it wasn't just, you know what I mean? Like, now, we had just gotten cool, but still, it was like, oh, no, I can't, you know. Because now I can't bring it to the spot. You know, she know where everything is. Be like, oh, the bathroom is. I already know where the bathroom is. God damn it. You sure do. So, uh, you know, you got. I had to eat that one. Um, that's funny, though. It was some, I mean, beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. She's like married with two kids now. Uh, I think to the same dude she was with back then. Not, not, the, uh, not my roommate. And everybody married. It's fine. I still ain't gonna use no names. Everybody's married and, and, and happy and shit. But that was a funny, funny, you know, shit. Six, seven hours, you know. Um, and some wild shit happened. Like years later, years later, she told me. Um. No, she didn't tell me shit. Years later, her friend hit me on MySpace. And I was like, yo, what's up? I was like, how you how how your girl doing? Or something. I forgot what I said. And she's like, oh, she cool. I was like, man, I had I wanted her bad. But I heard she about to get married. And the girl hit the girl was like, the friend was like, it's not too late. Here's her number. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. You talking about some scandalous shit. I was like, I was like, I ain't know what to, I ain't even respond to her. <laughs> I ain't know what the fuck to say. And I and she was just and I think a couple weeks later gone, a couple weeks had gone by. She was like, haha, I was just joking. No, you wasn't. Helpful. But anyway, the shit was wild, man. Old college, huh? Good old college. It's my little story for the day. Thank you for indulging my life, my pain, your entertainment. You know, when women are giving birth they are as close to death as they've ever been it's a weird like at the moment where like the where you could be doing the greatest thing ever which is giving birth which is bringing another life into his world 
and and be close to death because so many other things are happening. You know. You know, it's like what does that what does that say for I mean, I remember when I heard that, right? We we all have so many so many times where we've been inspired right to do that thing that we know we're supposed to be doing you know but what's your, what's your thing man you know what's that thing that you could that you can give your all to and it be just the most involved you've ever been in anything And it's a beautiful moment during that where you look up and you're just like, yo, I have never been this, you know. <laughs> I ain't never been this, you know, I ain't never walked this far out in the beach before. Like, it's like I'm still walking, my feet are still touching the ground, but the water is up to my goddamn nose. And it feels good, you know. Because you feel like you're in control. But I, I really think, I really think life is about getting to that moment and, or at least looking for it. Because otherwise, it's not going to be a, man, there's not going to be a, another thing that's as worth your time you know no man there's a quote by George Bernard Shaw it says this is the true joy of life the being used up for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one being a force of nature Instead of a feverish, selfish little clot of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world would not devote itself to making you happy. Jesus. Find your thing. If you're not working right now, find your thing. If you are working right now, you got four kids to take care of. It's going to be harder. Well, find your thing, because I don't know if... I don't even know what that thing is um, for you, right? I know what it is for me. But um, find that, man. Because it's always going to be scratching at you, you know? But until then, good people, like I always say, in any given moment, we have two options. To step forward into growth or to step back into safety. Abraham Maslow. Bid you adieu. Thank you for rocking with me. David Ashley Podcast. Gonna do one more show. We're gonna do an anniversary show. And then after that, um, gonna be looking to upgrade and kind of reformat and do some other things. Um, just wanted to prove I could be committed to something for a year and do it. 
Um, and then, you know, I want to do it in, a, in another way, um, in a better way. Keep getting better. I want to make the shows more produced and consistent. But until then, I'll holla at you. Be safe. <laughs>